Welcome to the Sailor Jimmy Podcast, your one-stop shop for raw takes on current events, sports, news, and everything in between. Inspiring people to chase their dreams, share their success stories, and find joy in life. Now, here's your captain at the helm, U.S. Navy veteran, Jimmy Rogers. Welcome back to another episode of the Sailor Jimmy Podcast. We have a very, very, we have two very special guests with us today. Uh, before we get to them, I want to recognize Captain Brad's Coastal Kitchen in Tomball, Texas as our title sponsor for this season. I also want to give a shout out to Roof Republic, TexasStage.com, and today's uh, product sponsor is Valor Apparel. I got one of their shirts on right now. It's actually my company, but uh, logo's right here. Check them out, Valor Apparel on Facebook. Custom embroidery, custom screen print. We do a lot of merch for entertainers, artists, uh, businesses. So check us out on Facebook. People have been coming at me like left, right, and center to hook up with this band. And uh, they're actually the 2022 Texas Country Music Association Band of the Year. It's the Chad Cook Band. We have Chad Cook here himself and Kevin Poole. What's up, guys? Welcome to the show. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, hey Jimmy. Thanks, Thanks for, for having us. us. Absolutely. I'm excited to have you guys here. As I just mentioned, um, people have been coming at me. Saying, man, you got to work with Chad Cook and the Chad Cook band. There's a lot of there's been a lot of buzz about you guys in our community, Magnolia, Tomball, Conroe area, and uh, I'm glad to finally connect with you guys. You guys are going to be coming out October 21st, or I'm sorry, you guys are going to be out there October 20th, 20th. which is the kickoff party for a uh, concert in the country. It's our eighth annual concert in the country. Um, just so you guys know, this is our largest fundraiser of the year for Boots for Troops, <clears throat> which we send custom care packages to troops all over the world, every branch of the military. Uh, we fly soldiers, sailors, Marines home during the holidays for Christmas, Thanksgiving, uh, New Year's, and also emergency situations. We fund one service dog a year with Planet Ford uh, in Humble. And also we provide scholarships to military spouses to attend a trade school or college. So uh, this great. event is huge fundraiser. You guys are finally gonna be a part of it this year. Tell me, Chad, we'll start with you. Um, what does the military and service members mean to you? Man, a lot. Uh, so I, I've never served personally, but um, my uh, I have a twin. I have one sibling. That's my twin sister, and she is uh, she's still in the military. So she's in the Air Force. She okay. She's. I mean, I'm 35 now, so she's been. I mean, at it. So, so I don't know. Was that 17 years? 17 yeah. years now. She's um, she's been in. And she's so she's in Las Vegas, Nevada. But all of my <clears throat> both my grandparents on both sides. Um, my, my great grandfathers, both of them, uh, all served in the military. You know, awesome. uh, my my my, my great grandfather was in World War II. My grandfather in Vietnam, and uh, so it's just. A, I mean, I come from a military background. I have nothing but the highest respect for it. So that's why I'm excited personally sure. to be a part of this event and all the things you just mentioned. I've <clears throat> I was going to ask you about like exactly. I've been to a Boots for Troops concert before yeah. um, a couple years ago when y'all had a Tracy Lawrence headline. Yeah. And uh, which was that's my first time just going, but our first time to be part of it. So what y'all do and just uh, for, for the men and women who uh, who are in the uniform and, and fight, protect our country, man, it's awesome. So th thanks for letting us be part of it. Absolutely. You how about you, Kevin? Uh, I'm similar to Chad. I, I've, I've never served, but yeah. um, my my uncle and my grandfather both served. Um, and yeah, just like Chad said, we, we are so happy to be part of Boots for Troops just because yeah. we have the utmost respect for um, our service members. And, um, and actually, both, both of us went to that show uh, a couple years back with Tracy Yeah, Lawrence. that's right. You yeah, were yeah, one of my favorite. Jake Worthington was yeah. 
was uh was having a good time playing a show out there. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a good show. I remember, a lot of good lineup. I remember standing in front of the stage when Tracy was on stage. And by the way, Tracy Lawrence, man, still sounds like he did in the nineties, like just yeah, does. rocking it. And um I remember looking up there like like, man, this Tracy freaking Lawrence is it's all that dopey smokes. <laughs> Yeah, folks, a lot of dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was a good time too for the crowd. But uh, you said your sister served in the Air Force, um, and you had your. You said your. You had both my grandparents, both both my grandpas, and Air both Force my great grandpas. So no, so my my great grandfather was. I guess it was uh, the Army Air Corps yeah. before they before they split into two different branches. Um, and then uh, my grandfather was in the Army. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, well. I'm Navy, so I don't yeah. really like Army, but no, I'm <laughs> it's all right. We'll, we'll let it slide. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys for being here today, man. Uh, that's really why I brought you guys in to talk really about your guys coming to uh, the concert in the country. But in addition to that, I want to get to know you guys as, as individuals and as a band and how you guys got started. So can you kind of take us back to, I believe you both probably had individual music, musical careers before you met, but how did you guys come together as a band? So... Uh... I met I, I met our guitar player on Craigslist. Oh wow! Yeah, no, I was yeah, I was back page. <laughs> yeah. We had back page. It was late at night. Yeah, yeah. I was looking for love and yeah. And, uh, and I, I misconnections I is what it was. Misconnections. Sure, was. he wasn't on back page. <laughs> he probably was at the time. Dallas. Yeah, and uh, that's where you can find all the good guitar players. You know, the lonely yeah. musicians are up late at night. But right. uh, <laughs> I was I was working in the uh, on the oil field in Victoria. And um, I worked there for four years, and then in 2014 I got laid off. And I was I was playing you know, we, our schedule. I had have like one weekend off. Right. So my supervisor, uh, I worked on pump trucks. We were we did cement downhole cement, and uh, he was my my supervisor played bass guitar. So his name is David Bailey. Anyway, so we on the one weekend off we'd have a month. We we'd go and find South Texas bar. You know, we're based out of Victoria, so we'd go find bars to play at. You know that were semi close to Victoria. And I, I had original music that I'd written, and we'd go play those mixed with a whole bunch of covers, you know, from Cross King and Ragweed to Dirks Bentley. I yeah. mean, it just, it was all over the place. And then uh, 2014 got laid off, moved to Houston. I was looking for a job. I was living with my girlfriend at the time, who's now, now my wife. And uh, I was, I was wanted to, I was like, you know, I can make a little money while I'm looking for a job if I just get a guitar player mm-hmm. and we can go and, you know, just have two acoustics and we'll go play <laughs> acoustic shows and maybe yeah. I'll make like, Two hundred dollars a night or something, you know. And just get by, right? Just give me Pay some the bills. Give me some. Uh, give me some beer money. Some you know? beer money. Yeah. <laughs> Going out money. Yeah, and uh, so I found Dallas. It was I was I was on Craigslist, and I just put a thing on there saying a guitar player and a buddy of his, uh, Tyler from he he lives in Nashville, but he's from Houston. Yeah. He hit me. He was on there looking for a guitar or something because he was going to be heading back into town in like the next month. He said, "Hey, I saw your post, and I got a buddy of mine who plays in a couple different country bands." <laughs> And uh, he goes, I'm not available. He's a guitar player, too. He's like, I'm not available but because uh, I don't live there. But Dallas, I'll give you his number. So I called Dallas. He was playing with uh, another country band at the time. And he's like, man, I got a couple open dates. You know, just I'll try to squeeze in when I can. And, uh, and then through him, he introduced me to uh, our drummer, Mikey. And then, uh, and then Mikey, about a year later, we had another bass player. We got it was my brother-in-law. We kind of recruited him. And we played a couple shows. And... And then uh, he he was in medical school, so he he obviously had to stop playing music, and go make some real money. And uh, Mikey introduced us to Kevin, 
Yeah, I actually, actually hit up Mike because I knew yeah. I saw that he was playing with uh, the Shad Cook band. I was like, "Well, hey, you know, if your bass player wants right. a weekend off or something, I, I, I'll you know jump I'll in, in him, yeah. fill in, thinking you know I'll make a little bit of cash, get drunk with the boys on the weekend, have a good time." Yeah. But uh, like literally the next day is when when Jordan uh, told Chad, "He's like, hey, I can't I can't play any of these dates for the rest of the year." Yeah. I was like 2017. They quit cold 2016. Turkey. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, Kevin joined the band, and Kevin showed up practice, and he knew Then the band song. took off. Yeah, we just, I don't know. I well, mean, well yeah, yeah, Chad's like, hey, we, we got these 50 songs we got to learn. <laughs> we sent up a whole list of 50 songs. We and didn't I, know, we didn't know I, half of them. And I was just like, holy crap. Okay, so I learned all these songs, yeah. right? He showed up ready I, to go. Yeah. I showed up knowing all the songs, and then uh, we didn't play half of them. And then the half, and then half we did play, like I was having to tell them what chords they were yeah. supposed to be. So, so Kevin, Kevin showed up for a tryout, yeah. you know, and then like we're like, hey man, we got a couple of bass players, brother. We don't know, you know. Nice to meet you, Kevin. Kevin is we'll you know. okay. We'll let you know. And Kevin, Kevin played like every song perfect, and, yeah. we, and then and then like we were trying to play it cool. And I know at one point Dallas, our guitar player, he turned around like he because he could not stop laughing. Yeah, and uh, he he want Kevin to see, and uh, and then but he was laughing like in a good way. He was like, man, this guy showed up, and not yeah. only he's he's a great bass player. But he learned all these, all fifty of these songs, and if we'd stop in those songs, Kevin said he'd be like, "What chord was that, man?" Because I, I don't even know how to play this song. Yeah. And Kevin would tell us how to play. So obviously, Kevin's hired right there from the spot. But uh, we've been a band just us four ever since. We we don't have hired guns. Right. We don't have people coming in and out. I mean, it's just like if you know if one of us can't make a show, we don't play the show. Which I mean, thank God, not gonna that hasn't happened yeah. in six years. But um, do you also have band practice? Not as, no, <laughs> he's on us all the time about we we need to get together practice once in a blue moon. Yeah, yeah. I'm always thinking about like, do these do y'all like get together in a garage or like? No, well, what we do, we, yeah, we meet in Riverside and we do know, have we yeah. do have a garage. No, we we it's either a barn or a garage. It's yeah. Dallas's yeah. family's house in Riverside, so they uh, all we have a, a little practice set there, so we don't have to take all of our stuff by the trailer. But every now and then, like you said, once in blue moon, we'll go for. It's like when you're cutting a new song, yeah, though, or, yeah, you're, or you're creating a set or a new set list. That's exactly when we'll get, get together at yeah. a festival or a venue and really try to like, you know, roll out the new set. You got to get together and at least practice a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. For, for that. Oh, Anytime we have new songs. Good, I'll just, hey, mm. we're going to do it. Yeah, we wish. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, we're that good. We don't ever hey, practice. Yeah. We, we do don't even know we're playing when we get up there. <laughs> we have something in common for 2022 is you guys were uh, the Texas Country Music Association Band of the Year. And I was actually at that award show. I presented an award there that night. Um, but this event that they are coming to... In October, concert in the country was awarded uh, charitable music event of the year for by the Texas Country Music Association awesome. for 2022. So both of all of us award winners in yeah, 2022. So glad you guys are coming, man. I'm really excited. And Friday night is kind of our kickoff party. So we we have a large committee that works year round to execute this event, from sponsor acquisitions to selling tickets, planning, um, all kinds of different things, presentations. And on Friday night uh, for the kickoff party, you know, all the committee members are there. We're going to have a big cornhole tournament. We just started this kickoff party like last year, and it was pouring down raining last year. So hopefully good weather this year. It's the first time we've actually brought in um, two bands for Friday night. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have an opener, Southern Disposition. So really excited for you guys to be there, kick off the, the weekend. A fun weekend and um so is that night is friday night open to everybody or is yes. just committee members stuff yes. to, oh it's so it's a, open for everybody it's open to the public but like i said it's also a, um they're gonna have all you they're gonna have all the cook-off teams 
there as well. Well, they'll be on site. Some of them come over and participate in the concert that night. Some of those cook-off teams, you know how they get. They want to camp out in their, in their cook-off area and not leave. Mm-hmm. But um, we're expecting a couple hundred people at least, and it's going to be a good time. So awesome. thank you guys for coming. Um, let's have a little fun for a minute. Come on. You guys down for that? Down. All right. <clears throat> what is your favorite food when you're on the road? That's easy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's it a no-brainer. Like, we, we stop at every... Mexican restaurant we possibly can. <laughs> the more seedy it is, the better. Yeah. yeah. Like hole in the wall? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It, it Where it looks like you should not drink the water. It's sketchy. Yeah. The best that's where the best food, food is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's only in Texas, though. Like, if you get North Red River, yeah. then it's then the sketchy places are yeah. really sketchy. Like, yeah. I mean, you yeah, probably don't Well, they're not good. Yeah. And you, what yeah. about Waffle House? You guys ever read at the Waffle House? <laughs> I, would, I, love, I love Waffle House. I love Waffle House. It's Listen, like, if the, I want to Waffle the, House and I think it's the rest clean, of us. I'm leaving. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think the rest of us. It's a little dirty Waffle in there, House. some messy tables. And there's, like, not a, there's not a big lady back there cooking with like three teeth missing. Yeah. And she's like, every other word's like a cuss word. But then other, every other word's like honey or baby or darling. Yeah. 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 yeah it's time to go. <laughs> like the one off Kirkendall and, um, in spring. Over there by Bearback, mm-hmm. um, the guy that the guy that cooks back there. We've been in there a couple times late night, dude. This guy can cook, man. I don't care what you say. He's back there making eggs, pink. I mean, he's just killing it. <clears throat> I'm like, man, if I ever walk in somewhere and somebody's not like you said missing teeth and <laughs> <laughs> looking like they're not from the, the local trailer park, I'm. Man, I, think, I think the Waffle House thing <laughs> like runs in your family. Your dad loves. Oh yeah, my Waffle dad. House. My dad. Dude. I guess. His coffee cups at his house. At his house. house. The Waffle House cups. mugs. Yeah. And he goes to Waffle House and he thinks it's like like a like fine dining. I mean, yeah. like my, my dad will stop at the Waffle House. Like he'll see a five star steakhouse or a, he'll see a, well, it doesn't matter what it is. He, but he'll yeah. see a Waffle House. Yeah. Bet your ass. He's, he's, like, he's making a stop. on the highway, man. They're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't. It's an American institution. I love it. I love it. It's good for hangovers at three o'clock in the morning, too. There's a yeah. casino we play up in. Uh, Tulsa, and there's a Waffle House in the parking lot. Yeah. So the the all the restaurant stuff in the casino, they all closed down. Yeah. After oh, you know, after eleven packed. or whatever, and then uh, so Waffle House, so we'll get off stage around midnight usually. When we play there, and uh, so me and Kevin are usually the ones at the at the Waffle House. But you have to walk to it. It's like a. What it's in the parking lot, it? but yeah. it's a it's a Hard Rock Casino in oh, Tulsa. Gotcha. Yeah. But there's a I love Waffle House in the parking lot, and then you just you know. Shout out to Waffle House. Come man. on, yeah. sponsored by Let's Waffle go. House. We need a we need a sponsorship Waffle House. And, Let's go. and Miller Lite. Miller Lite. I love Miller Lite. Um, so let's see. What's the best venue you guys have ever played at? Like the most memorable venue so far as a band. Before you get to concert in country, because yeah, be we probably say that one. Yeah, yeah, probably yeah. Green Hall. Green Hall. Yeah, legendary. We, yeah, that's just I mean, that's the place. Like for any country artist in Texas, especially. Yeah. Green Hall is like the, it's the mother church in Texas, right? I mean, I would say that in Billy Bob's, but Green Hall being the oldest dance hall yeah. and just the history of that place when you walk in, you know, and you have, a, you know, George Strait on the on the wall and probably his album cover, one of his album covers was there in, in Green Hall. And, and, the, uh, and the Willie Hole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where Willie kind of had to come through, the, they had to make a, make a hole for him in the, in the chicken wire, you know, behind the stage so he can get in because there were some people. But uh, yeah, that was was probably for all of us was our, was really cool, man. Just being able to play Green Hall for the first time. You know, we got some bucket list places, though. I mean, I think uh, Billy Bob's is. Uh, we're actually yeah. really excited to be performing at the TCMA's. Yeah. 
uh, November 12th. So are, are, you, are you up for an award there? Are you going to be there? Um, we're not up for an award. So we're, our awards are different than y'all's award show. Ours is the industry awards. Oh, that one happened earlier like this year. The actual yeah. like, artist entertainment awards. Uh, they invited me down to present an award again this year. I just don't think I'm going to be able to make it because I have a scheduling conflict. But I had a blast last year. Oh, yeah, so, it's a lot of fun, man. Yeah. And Billy Bob's a great spot to have that. Oh, yeah. That at, oh, which yeah. is, so we never played Billy Bob's, but we we are going to play it for the first time at this award show. So right. they asked us to kick it off, and we're going to, I think most acts play one song, so we're playing three. So we nice. get to play three songs to kick off the award show this year. Uh, so we're excited about it. So that's our first time we can, we can mark off Billy Bob's a little bit. It's I mean, only a matter of time. We're we we want to headline our own yeah. show there. You I think know. it'll happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's on our radar for sure. And Green Hall, man, it's, what's, what's funny about Green Hall is, you know, people will go there in the middle of summer when it's no, there's no AC in that place, and it's just freaking hot as hell. Yeah, they, don't, they don't care. And they don't care because they're like, it's, it's by the river, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's a legendary venue, so that's an honor. And I'm sure that way into the future, you guys are seeing, hopefully, an opportunity to play, like, Grand Ole Opry and things like that. Yeah, yeah. that's on, yeah. Like, yeah. Those are just... I want to play the Ryman. We're talking about, like, the Mother Church, yeah. right? Like, the Ryman yeah. Theater yeah. would be, like, the Mother Red Church. For, and Red Rocks, yeah. yeah, yeah Red Rocks as well, yeah. The Grand Ole Opry, you know, yeah. so... All those, I mean, there's, there's, you know, for for artists, but we check them off one at a time, you know. Absolutely. Climbing that, you know, one step at a time. I had Josh Ward on a couple months ago, and we talked about him playing his first time at the Grand Ole Opry recently. Mm-hmm. And you can think about his career and, and the progression of his career. And, you know, he, he was almost, John probably remembers my producer, he, he was in tears pretty much on this show talking about when I asked him about the Grand Ole Opry because he just, it's like he reflected on the 15 or 20 years of work he put into to reach that opportunity, so that's gonna bring tears in anybody's eyes. Yeah, I can yeah. only imagine standing in that circle yeah. where so many have stood before, you know, who have just paid the way to play country music. So, sure. and I love the fact that people like, you know, they're they're actually taking a lot of Texas country artists these days, you know, because you know our buddy John Wolf, you know, got to play there. Yeah, Josh Ward, um, you know, William Beckman, William Beckman Jake played there. Played Jake Worthington yeah. played there. Mike and the Moon Pies, Mike yeah. and the Moon Pies. Yeah. So, yeah. so many great artists. Seeing, and that just kind of seemed like that just started up over the past, I think, year or so. Right. Where the Grand I think Kojo had a big impact on that. Maybe yeah. Like just like his success in the industry, maybe brought a light to that. <clears throat> well, Texas right. artists are starting to get a lot more recognition from Nashville. Yeah. Um, I think because of artists like Kojo, you know, Parker McCollum, Randall King, Randall King, you know, mm-hmm. those guys are really starting to, because I think Nashville's starting to see that, you know, that so music industry talent, is man, changing and there's a lot of talent in Texas. Yeah. There's a lot of Nashville artists that try their hand in Nashville yeah. and they'll come to Texas. Yeah. You know, um, we've met a whole bunch of them on the road these days, these days that are like, oh yeah, I live in Nashville and, you know, but I'm from New Mexico or whatever. And, and now I live in Texas because yeah. I can actually make somewhat of a living sure. playing in Texas. For sure. I mean, I, so f- I know an artist who started off doing like rock music in Texas or like alternative, and he realized that the money was like country music. So he like mm. totally switched and went country. Dude, all of us were rock bands. What yeah, was yeah. rock bands? John just in his hand back there. He's like, I've been. So some of y'all might know these. Bands. Yeah, you might need to cut all these out. Well, you know, Kevin was, uh, what was the rock band you were in? Uh, the Last Place You Looked. The Last Place yeah, You Looked. Yeah, it was like an alternative rock. But uh, I mean, and then, uh, hey, but also Kevin Fowler was in Dangerous Toys. Hey, that's right. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin Fowler was in Dangerous Toys. Yeah, Dangerous Toys. You wouldn't even recognize him. If you Google a picture of Dangerous Toys, <laughs> you, yeah. look up the long-haired uh, uh, blonde kid, and if you, if you squint, it's Kevin Fowler. It, is, really? it really yeah. is Kevin Fowler, though, yeah. No, yeah we, we, we always shot. give him shit, like, whenever we see yeah, him. I'll take a look at him out. Yeah, all right, well. 
Oh yeah, sure. we played with Kevin Fowler uh, last month. I think Dallas is like the the first one to bring it up to Kevin. Yeah, the K Fowl. You know, I've seen y'all play um, a couple months ago or last year at the Hideout at the Houston Livestock Show on Radio. Oh, awesome. I was there that night. Oh yeah, and uh, oh, we love what I re- what I realized from y'all's performance, and that was my first time seeing y'all play. Is y'all bring energy, man, and y'all have you. a lot of fun on stage, and you're very you're very interactive with the crowd and. You guys have fun up there together as a band. So, um, talk to me about the camaraderie and the how you how you, your personal relationships within the band and how you guys get along and build that camaraderie. So, I mean, like you I fight said, too. You like brothers. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we, you know what? We've always like that's why we've been together so long. You can you can try to have a band of, of, of brothers, but we are a band of brothers, and we've we've had fights. We've had mm. we've had fist fights. Yeah. I mean, we've yeah. no one would ever have known that yeah. if I would have mentioned it but we wake up the next day hungover because usually there's alcohol involved yeah yeah that's but you know but we'll wake up the next day and and we're we don't even mention it we we give each other a hug and we say hey love you brother yeah we move on like real brothers do we've always been able to do that and i don't know what it is man because i've had people in my life in bands like i said we all played in rock bands at some point even me and um where guys will leave the band yeah like you get in one argument one altercation especially if punches are thrown yeah and um, and that that it never happens. But they'd leave. You know, yeah. you, you say one mean thing or one thing that hurts the other person's hurt. feeling, yeah. and they're out. And that has never happened in this band. And everybody's you know pretty thick skinned. Um, but we all think more than anything. Like we we believe in what we're doing. We believe in this project. We um, and we want to see it succeed. And we know it can't without yeah. each other. You know right. that's why it's like Chad Cook Band. Yeah. You know because um, you know I started this because I was. You know, I, the first album, you know, I wrote the first album, recorded in my house, and started adding one guy at a time. But once I found these guys, man, like, we're just, we're, we are a band of brothers. Yeah. yeah. You know? So. I like how some, like, you guys, I've, I've worked with many entertainers, and some of them put band on the end and some don't. And I always wonder, like, the people that put band on the end, is that just because, like, you feel like it's, you know, it's a team. Mm-hmm. You have to all have to work together. I mean, obviously, you're the front man, and there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. But you can't do it without... Kevin and well, yeah, Chris and there's also like a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes, you know, off the stage. Mm-hmm. That uh, I mean, I'm I'm busy almost every day doing social media, yeah. content creation, um, event promotion, right. all that sort of stuff. So, so you're like tour manager and in the band, right? Now. Uh, well, not not tour manager. He does all he does all of our socials, like yeah. our, like our graphic like design, it, the digital side of yeah, stuff yeah. is what I take care of. He week. makes sure we get. He makes sure we get our posts out. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's important though, because I'm gonna tell you guys as a promoter, like that's yeah. one thing I can't. That grinds my gears is whenever I hire a band, especially at the, at the big levels. I'm paying forty, fifty, sixty, seventy five thousand dollars, <laughs> uh-huh. and I'm having to constantly reach out to the to the hey, camp make and say, a post, hey, do something, you know, yeah, announce the show, or mention the show. Can you give me? Yeah. Can you make three posts in three months? I mean, especially for an event like ours where it's a hundred percent of the money is given to the charity mm. like it's i like to have people on like y'all like i had a uh, daryl worley on i had brie bagwell on because a lot of times management will hide or they won't tell them what they're really coming into then they get there to an event like ours and they're like they're just blown away they're like really mm-hmm. like this is for the troops they're like looking at everything and what's happening they're like man i wish i would have known yeah. ahead of time because i would have done this or i would have done that right yeah. and that's why it's like i get people in here and i'm like hey you're coming to something very special and i know you i know it sounds cliche and you probably play these events all the time but you're never gonna this is a unique experience on a on a venue that it's literally a horse farm 35 acre horse farm that's turned into a concert venue 
So if you drive past there right now, there's horses in the front pasture. It looks like somebody's private property. And when you guys come, there's going to be fencing. There's going to be stages. There's going to be tents. There's going to be, I mean, it just the whole thing's transformed into uh, a concert venue. And we started the first year doing this. We had 800 people show up for Jason Cassidy was our headliner. And now uh, we're- How long? Eight, eight years ago? Yeah. Oh, this, well, this is our eighth year. So yeah, okay. it'll be eight years this year. And we've had some of the, uh, we've had Easton Corbin, Tracy Lawrence, Josh Ward, uh, Pat Green, Aaron Watson. We've had some of the best in Texas. 800 is a great turnout for the first year. For the first yeah. year. I've yeah. heard of festivals that, like, yeah. oh, it's our first year. We only got 15. Like, oh, yeah, like well, 15. You know. <laughs> we had eight people. Hey, hey. Show I think we raised like 30 grand for the, yeah, for the charity. Awesome. Last year, year seven, uh, we had over 3,000 people and we raised a quarter million dollars wow. for That's the great. charity. That's awesome. And just the growth. And then obviously, winning the award, um, it's such an important. This event has become so important in our community. I can name 50 businesses right here in the Salt community that are involved that are going to be there. I mean, it's just a big deal. So I'm going to keep circling back to that with y'all because I know y'all are going to be there. And I want y'all to be proud to play it and excited to play it. Um, it's a lot of really good people. We understand the yeah. promotion part of that, yeah. too. Because, yeah, yeah. like, we, we, we're, we're all about – Kevin's very good at it. You know, yeah. and like you said, being, a, being a, a purchaser, a buyer to get these artists in, you don't have to pay all that money, man, sure. to, to have them not know what it's about or – and then not promote about it, yeah. you know, or talk about it, mention it. That's uh, definitely rubs some feathers. We get upset when we go to venues, man, yeah. and and you know the venues will be the first. That, yeah, they don't do their part. Like, yeah. like we will go on there and like, oh, they haven't talked about the show one time. Yeah, you know, now it's day of. You know, so we've gotten better on our end about you know getting. It's really a partnership, honestly. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's and a like two way. You guys came here today. I mean, that means a lot to us. You know, so. Oh yeah, well, it's all yeah, about promotion. Here, I mean. Yeah. You could put on the best event in the world, and y'all do, but if people yeah. don't know about it, exactly. you know, so y'all taking the time to make sure that y'all doing all your promotion, advertisements, getting artists on your podcast to talk about it, that's, well, that's what makes events successful, yeah. not just having a good lineup. Right, right. You know, we've been a part really of some venues festivals before where yeah. they had a great lineup, and, yeah. and and we were like, we weren't the headliner, yeah. it was like, and we were like four down the, yeah. the list, you know, and, uh, and then, you know, the, it wasn't as good as it could have right. been. Not because the headliners weren't good, but because the headliners didn't talk Nobody about knew. it, and the venue didn't talk yeah. about it, the festival didn't yeah. talk about it. So that's good. That's awesome that you guys are doing a lot of good promotion. I appreciate that. So um, some other questions I have for you guys. Um, I like to show my appreciation for, you know, anybody who's helped me in my life get to where I am. Obviously, I put in a lot of hard work. But there's been people in my life that have played pivotal part in my success, and uh, I like to show my appreciation for them. Is there somebody in y'all's life, each of you, who? You know, it could be your dad, your grandpa, somebody who, who helped you that you, you know, who was a mentor, somebody that gave you an opportunity or <clears throat> you want to show a little bit of appreciation for. I'll take that one up first. I can go. Yeah. That's a, in my mind, I was, that's why I was like, Kevin, we want to go first. If you had somebody in mind <laughs> off the top of your head, but I have, a, I have a couple. I mean, yeah. uh, I would say my, my, my parents for sure. Um, you know, just having that foundation you know of, of of family that'll you know this is not an easy industry to be a part of no you know i mean you know it's hard for like my dad was all about when i grew up he's like oh you're gonna play sports you can get a scholarship <laughs> you know and, and i played baseball went to college play ball and stuff like that and i just man i that whole time like i'm just you know i i, I wasn't gonna meant to go pro i know that wasn't gonna happen mm -hmm. you know i just want to play music you know you're actually but, a big tall dude man i didn't even know you're as big as you are yeah, when you that, walked in. I was like, man, this guy's like, what are you, six four? Uh, six three, like three, six. six yeah, you yeah. round, you can round up. Yeah, <laughs> with boots on, six four. With my high heels on, I'm six five. <laughs> but uh, you know, everybody's. But my parents were sure, you know, pushing me to play music, and then uh, 
my wife, man. Yeah. You know, it takes uh, it takes a a strong it takes a strong woman yeah. to uh to to be at home. And I got two kids, uh, a six year old, a four year old. So you know, you can imagine, you know, being li- living life on the road, being gone every weekend. And these mm-hmm. days, we're gone like Thursday through Monday most right. of the time. Yeah, and Oklahoma and back home, or Midland or somewhere. Home for three days, you know. So I say my parents, my wife for sure, uh, is 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 been my biggest supporters um yeah. in my life. So I mean it's crazy to think, I mean, for the people who are seeing us on stage for ninety minutes at a time or, you know, uh sixty minutes at a time, they don't realize all the work that goes on mm. and everybody that has to be there to support us to be able to make it happen. So yeah, family is a huge thing. My parents have been supportive of my musical career for, you know, ever since I wanted to play music. So uh super grateful for that um i would like to say uh who is that guy diamond j diamond the guy that uh terry no 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 uh this is before i was even in the band diamond no i'm kidding (laughs) no uh you talk diamond j we talking about production or who who was the guy it was before i was in the band you and dallas were playing a show and he, he took he took you after after playing the show and he said, "Hey, you guys want to make it playing country music? You need to. What you guys need to get your oh, start shirt? Yeah, you talking about, yeah, you're talking about Wait, Diamond J Bar in Di- uh, yes, Diamond yeah, J. Yeah, it was Diamond J. That was Diamond J Bar in uh, like uh, South. It's like no, it's like uh, was it Bait? I don't know. Well, some small yeah. city uh, south of Houston, between Houston and Corpus, or yeah, Houston and Galveston, between right. Houston and Galveston. Anyway, so the, his name was Frank. Yeah, and Frank." That's funny. I, I, that's random thought. I know, yeah, I knew just about that guy for, for, for some reason it popped in my brain. So this guy goes, okay. So we used to play like now. You've been to our show. You know, we're cowboy yeah. hats. Like yeah. it has like a kind of a seventies look, but like uh, oh yeah, you know, um, you know, rolled up, rolled up, uh-huh. you know, pearl snaps, things like that, Wranglers and everything. And um, which is you know, we that's that that's is who we are. And like I was raised on country music. I live in the woods. I, mean, I was yeah. I was born out there. And uh, but anyway, so but back then I was just wearing like like. Boots, jeans, and like a, a t-shirt and a Backward, baseball cap. Backwards you know? baseball cap. Pretty much and, like this right now, yeah. you know. And uh, this guy named Frank, we showed up to his bar and played. And after the second time playing there, he's like, guys, I really like y'all's music and y'all sound great, but you got no style. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, give some pearl snaps. <laughs> <laughs> he, he told us, he was like, y'all going to get like matching, matching Ma- shirts. Matching shirts, starch. Starch. You need to have your jeans starched. You have your boots and you have cowboy hats on, put some jewelry on. Yeah. Flash. Had the band name on the front. Yeah. Your name on the back. Yeah. He was was on the front. People do, like, honestly, from outside looking in, people see that there's a connection there with the fans and the people that follow you and what you guys do on stage and what you wear. Yeah, yeah, and he, we didn't. We were only thinking about like style. We were just thinking about let's get up there and just play, us, play a yeah. show and jam out, you know. Yeah. And then, uh, but you know, marketing he, in his mind, he's thinking marketability. Yeah, you know, and we weren't even thinking about that right. at that point. We're just right. he's thinking about image and marketability, which I guess that's why you know, and he's just a bar owner. He right. wasn't like a manager, a band manager, but he had the thought of like what a management company would probably tell an artist. Like we're yeah. you got to look at this from like a fan perspective. Like visually, people see things visually first. Yeah. And then they hear. And he's, he's, yeah. I mean, for you to remember that when I like when, when I wasn't it. even in well, when I wasn't even and Kevin there, joined yeah. the band right after that. <laughs> I wasn't, I was even, like, like, wasn't even there to see it, that. but uh, yeah. but I heard about so it, told and I, about I think that that kind of influenced oh, like yeah. our our whole like uh, 
persona and the, and the way we, sure. we look on so stage. So we don't know. So. And he was an old guy. I don't know. If, so, Frank, if you're still alive out there at Diamond Bar. Shout out to yeah, Frank. Thank you. Diamond Bar. I think it's Diamond Bar. <laughs> Diamond, 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 Diamond Bar. Diamond Bar. It was in uh, Pasadena. I think. Stanky Dana. Oh, okay. Stanky Dana. <laughs> hey, you know why I asked that question though is because what I've realized recently, like the last couple of years, is this new generation. And I'm not trying to say like our generation is awesome and the new generation just sucks, but it's like these kids that are coming up. <clears throat> they just want everything handed to them. And it's like this: they want the red carpet rolled out. Mm-hmm. And then when they're given an opportunity or they're given a promotion. Instead of being grateful and saying, thank you for the opportunity, thank you for the promotion, they have the mindset that, well, I earned this promotion. I deserve it. You know, and they forget to say, I mean, of course, we all put in the time and the work, right? You can never take that away from us individually. But <clears throat> when somebody gives you um, something, an opportunity, you got you to gotta be grateful for that. 100%. And we've, I feel like in society, we forgot that too, because relationships are so important. And just pick up the phone and saying, random day, hey, you know, <clears throat> I try to do it when I can remember to tell people how much I appreciate their support, whether it be for Boots for Troops or the event or whatever. But <clears throat> that's why I asked that question. I think I've asked it the last couple of shows to my guests because I feel like in a society we, f- we forget to appreciate those who have helped us, you know, along the way. But I think it's up and coming artists need to know that too. You know, yeah. I mean, it's so funny. People go places like, oh, you guys are like new to the scene, huh? We're like, oh. <laughs> No, no, we get, we get it from both, oh, both, yeah. both sides. It's like, we've been a part you, of you guys are brand new. You're, you're a new band. Or other people are like, you guys are about to make it. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. just, just on the verge. Like, it's just like, okay, well. But like, you know, I was on a, I did a radio interview last week and, and they, they, were, they were talking about all this new, this, this radio station, uh, uh, Coke FM and Austin, mm-hmm. talking about all these new submissions they get all the time from a up and coming Texas coach artist. And they were like, you know, they were asking, oh, you know, for guys, for guys that have been around, you know, and had, you know, multiple number ones on Texas radio, they're like, what, what would, advice would you give yeah. an up and coming artist? And, and, that was one of my pieces. I was like, humility. Yeah. You know, and, and, sure. and understanding that, you know, yeah, overnight success is going to happen for some people, like legitimate overnight success. Right. But for most, most of the time, you're going to have to work your ass off and you're going to have to put in those 10,000 hours and you're going to have to go into venues and take a $100 check and shake their hand and say thank yeah. you. you well, know? See, that's something I've known being in the business and in the scene for seven, eight years now is. You know, something about the Texas scene, there's an ego to it, to the entertainers. And I'm not attacking you guys right now. I'm just saying, like, I've worked with young guys <laughs> who come in and they just feel like they're owed everything already. And it's like, dude, I don't even, I, I'm not trying to be offensive, but it's like, you, you're asking me for all this stuff, but you're not selling any tickets. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you're not selling, if you're not putting butts in seats, you're not bringing people to the, to the show. It's like, I, I get the artist side of like, man, people don't understand, you know, venues, they need to pay us because we you know, travel and all stuff. I get it. Like, I'm, I'm very aware of what it costs and what it takes to do stuff what you guys do. But <clears throat> I can go practice football outside all, all I want. Okay. I can go throw the football and put in 20 hours practicing. But if I can't <clears throat> perform or if I can't bring people to watch <laughs> play football, like, was it, it doesn't matter. Was it like, worth it? Yeah. yeah. You got to be able to bring people to your show. That's the yeah. most important thing. I mean, <clears throat> Now that's the number one thing we you, talk about. You gotta sell seats, seats, and you yeah. gotta have songs that people that people t- get in their car and they go. Well, that's right. It, it, it always goes back to the song. Yeah, and if I get in my vehicle and I want to put on your song, then you're gonna sell tickets. <clears throat> so, anyways, that's my my two cents. So humility comes with that. It's like you know, I know a couple of of headliners that they don't like working with some of the young kids because they come in and they're just they 
they think they're with the head they think they're as big as the headliner and they're not so yeah it's humility it's paying your dues it's putting in the ten thousand hours and really just never giving up yeah it's not that's the biggest thing just yeah. don't give up i mean yeah. it's like do all those things if you can do all those things it's not to give up you know i just well, it's keep, a, keep going it's totally marathon yeah and not a sprint yeah when it but comes you, to, when it comes to music it just sometimes and i'm on the other side of it i'm open for a debate so it just blows my mind when some some entertainers they want like oh i want, want five thousand dollars i want you know this it's like you know they're not going to bring five thousand dollars with it's like it's literally like promote promoter suicide you know mm -hmm. i'm going to pay five thousand dollars i'm not going to get i mean every event's different like this one that we have going on with yar coming to we have so much sponsor money behind that and so many things happening to create more, more revenue <clears throat> more cushion i'm talking about hard to shows that are like yeah. venues and yes stuff, you, know? you know that's why i think from <clears throat> from our perspective as an artist you know, we've had to learn that um we, we've always done a good job of this Knowing that your your back end is where you make your money, that, and you should bet on yourself, and you should yeah. bet on yourself yeah. exactly. So if you're if you're an artist out there that you really think you're worth five thousand mm -hmm. dollars, and it's hard ticket sell, we don't we understand yeah. like for festivals and stuff like that, it's it's a flat rate yeah. most of the time. Yeah. Um, but for hard ticket sales, of most bars and venues, it's going to be you know a guarantee versus a eighty percent or ninety percent yeah. or whatever. Just bet on yourself, yeah, and hope you get that. So if, so. Don't go to the venue and be like, I need five thousand yeah. dollars or I'm walking. It's like, yeah. no, take twenty five hundred. Like yeah. Versus eighty percent. And if you're worth yeah. or not, maybe you can negotiate and get up ninety yeah. percent. Right. And or uh, if you're really lucky, maybe hundred percent. And then and then then you bet on yourself and hopefully you make that back end and that's at least five thousand yeah. dollars. Because that's then the you're worth you it. Have. Well, then, then you're going to go back because they're going to bring you back because the bar is not out of money. They're yeah. not paying you five thousand dollars and and then lose their ass. Yeah. And then like, okay, well, we can't afford to have them back because yeah. they don't bring anybody, and they're going to yeah. want another five thousand mm -hmm. dollars. It's like, hey, we can gamble on them again. Like, even yeah. though they didn't bring the amount of people we wanted to, we only paid them twenty two thousand or twenty five hundred dollars. Right. And yeah, they didn't make back end, but we can have them back and try again. Sure. Because we're not losing our ass every yeah. time we bring this band in. So right. if artists can understand that. Then everybody's happy. You so. gotta bet on yourself. It also gets it's skin in the game for everybody. So you're gonna promote harder. You're gonna be doing your social media stuff because you know I get eighty yeah. percent of the door. You right. Know? So it's a win. I think it's a better deal. Like you said on, on a hard ticket club show. Like, yeah. Bet on yourself all day long. Chad Prather has always been that way with me. He always takes it back, you know, because he knows <clears throat> he knows he's gonna bring the people. Yeah. So um, and he'll make more those money. Those are tough than conversations though, between venues and bands and entertainers. You got. Find a line where you're being respectful, but right. also like being honest and realistic about everything. Yeah, the back end is where it's at. Right. That's not just a sexual reference. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to consider like merch and stuff too, man. Like, I don't know yeah. if that plays into. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you're going to go play at a festival, right? And you, you know, you got to consider how much you're going to make in merch if there's going to be, you know, a thousand people there. Yeah, you know, things like that. And every band does that differently. Like I know for us, like our our merchandise, we'll hopefully always get this merchandise sales up. But like our merchandise never goes back in our pockets. You know, we're we're very good about taking any money we make on our streaming and our and our merchandise, and all that goes back into the business. Reinvesting in the business, it goes back in the business to grow. The, like say, that's how we record our next album. That's how we spend. That's that's where all the marketing money we goes to for every show we play. We put money behind Facebook right. ads, Instagram ads. Right. Google AdWords, whatever it is, and all that comes from merchandise. That comes from well, also merchandise also goes back into buying right. more merchandise. Merchandise right. is yeah. stupid expensive, and yeah. paying for a merch guy, and paying for a merch guy. Yeah. <laughs> see, those, things, those small details are what separate you guys from other bands, though. Like being professional like that, and like buyers and promoters and things like that. They really they see that stuff, and 
it's like, man, this they're they're fun to work with. They're good to work with, and you want to work with them again. Yeah. So I think it's like it's just a partnership, you know. Yeah, 100%. some of the ba- some of the bands don't. I feel like they just don't have the team the team around them or the guys in the band that are, you know, I guess. You just got to think about it. Yeah. You know, like we don't yeah. have a team around it. We are the team. You know, we have a booking yeah. agent and a manager, but, you know, for the most part, we, we sit down together, like, on, you know, while we're in the van going to show to show, yeah. we, we think about these yeah. things, like, constantly. You know, kept me and Kevin on the phone every day yeah. for hours right. talking about show promote. We have, we have multiple Excel spreadsheets with, like, yeah. every show, every date, whether the right. ad's been started, has it not been started. This back guy, in the I love it. Total freak in the spreadsheets. <laughs> me too, dude. I'm a spreadsheet. I love them, dude. I'm a spreadsheet freak. I got to see it all on one page. I got to see my columns and my rows, and I got to have it all right there in front of me. Well, I'll tell you, I, I know we're going to work together a lot in the future. I know it's our first time, but I already know we're going to work a lot together in the Hell future. Yeah, so, Appreciate um, it. Hope so. Let me talk to you real quick about some of my, my show sponsors. You guys are rated Captain Brad's Coastal Kitchen? We had it. Uh, um, we, we played a place that catered that. Really? Is, it's uh, right here off not, 249 North Point. No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about no, I'm staying another place. No, no, I have not. No. Okay. If you get a chance, you're playing a show in Tomball anywhere, uh, head over to Captain Brad's Coastal Kitchen. It's in 249 North Point. Um, Brittany Applin is the, is the owner. She's big time in the community. And the food, and I'm not just saying this because they're a sponsor, I'm being for real. The food is really good. So crab legs, okay. lobster tails, That's, seafood. Uh, well, if you remember the old Blue Water um, restaurants. Mm-hmm. So her dad was the owner that he passed she she ended up opening her own captain brad's uh, brad was his name so the food's phenomenal the atmosphere is phenomenal the staff is like amazing so go over there and check out captain brad's if you guys are ever in the tomball area playing a show or or just want to go check them out <clears throat> we'll do and then texas stage you guys may have heard of texas stage you may have worked with them before at some of your shows they're a full production mm-hmm. audio sound company yeah do a lot with cody johnson they do all of my festivals and shows texas stage so shout out to them roof republic llc um it's a female-owned roofing company this girl uh chantel she is a badass and she is she's a hard worker but if you if you need a roof or you're having roof problems leaks things like that your roof call roof republic llc find them on facebook and then valor apparel uh screen print embroidery uh full-blown merchandise uh company if you need any merchandise all right one more question before i get you guys out of here this is kind of a fun question if you could spend one day with anyone in the world who would it be i'm talking morning to the end of the day have lunch hang out now while y'all think about it i'll tell y'all who i who i would choose all right it used to be Donald Trump, but <laughs> now, <laughs> like, like, I just think... It would On the be, golf course? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, how entertaining yeah, yeah. would that be just fun? But uh, recently, I've I said, man, I'd have to choose between Donald Trump or Deion Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> because what Deion's doing in Colorado, and I know there's a lot of people that think, you know, they're on, maybe, on both maybe, sides Maybe before it. The, the last loss. Then. Yeah, no, I'm still with him, though. I'm still with him, though, man. I don't, uh, I, I, I think he, he might be a little down this week. Maybe wait till next week. I think but, what he's no, doing is... He's doing is, great things in Colorado. I mean, just revolutionizing recruiting and things like that, and I think it's just he's an interesting person. One of the best athletes ever, obviously yeah. playing multiple oh, sports. Oh, dude, yeah, baseball and yeah. football? Yeah. Come on. So, um, and he's just very high-energy, uh, motivating and that's the type of people I want to be around. So those would be my two. If I had to choose, I had to flip a coin on that. But uh, I was interested in seeing who you I love that. We, we, we have been on a Colorado football kick. Yeah. So the past three weeks, we've been watching college, on Saturdays, and we'll be on the road. So yeah. it's always football on Saturday, college on Saturday, and the NFL on Sunday. But we've been watching uh, Colorado. I mean, we've been rooting for them as well. Yeah. So 
to see them uh, lose last week against Oregon. But you know, I think that's going to be good for them. Yeah, I really do because I think. Um, I know I'm getting off subject, but you brought up uh, no, Deion Sanders. About it, so, talk about it. But uh, yeah, we 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 love we love Deion Sanders, yeah. dude. And and having him be able to coach two of his kids, right? Two of his sons on the same team is really cool. Absolutely. You know, I mean, just as a as a father, it's like you know, I mean, my kids, he's only six, but I mean, I can only imagine, right? You know, being you know at that level, you know, and doing all that, and then you know, he's been so successful his whole life. But then right. I'm sure I'm sure later in his life, you asked him like, what was more meaningful to you? playing baseball and football at the same time and you know winning all this stuff on professionally in your right. in his personal professional career or coaching your two sons right in, at Colorado while you know you know taking a team that was what, 11 and 1 last year 1 and 11, one and 11. Yeah, yeah 1 and 11 they were worst team in yeah. probably college football <laughs> 1 and 11 last year to you know 2 and 0 oh, and then now uh 2 and 2 and 1 3 and uh, 3 that's right yeah, that's, that's right they won three, 3 1 3 yeah so excuse me on my but uh yeah they uh but I'm sure he would say, coaching his kids. Coaching his kids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because yeah. what better, what better thing is a dad? I mean, I'm not a dad, so I don't really know that. But I mean, I'm sure that's just. There may not be another opportunity. I mean, that might be the best thing that's ever happened to him in his life. Yeah, I mean, so, that's, I mean, cool. Married, that's cool to but, watch. Yeah, I mean, to be able to coach your kids at that level and have both of them on the team at the same time, yeah, and be there whenever they have a bad play, or not only as a coach but as a father. I mean, yeah, that's pretty. Remarkable, yeah. It's special. It's special. I'm rooting for Colorado. Yeah. I'm rooting too. for him. I, I think what happened to him last week is going to be a good thing. For you got to think though; they didn't have their best player, Travis Hunter. He was. Right. I'm not making excuses. Oregon kicked their tails, <laughs> but yeah. they were missing, you know, a starter on defense and offense because he plays both ways. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they would have won the game. Maybe it would have been more competitive. Been a little but, more competitive for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it just shows that they're they're still a little bit. They're still quite a bit away from being, you know. You know, maybe going to the national championship or playoffs, but they're definitely trending in the right direction as a program. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he'd be cool to hang out with. <clears throat> but who are you gonna hang out with? Uh, you got anybody? What do you think? George Strait. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty cool. You know what? I I would love to sit around all day, drink beer, and hang out with Joe Diffie. Yeah. God rest his soul. Yeah. That'd be cool. Joe Diffie. He, he passed because of COVID yeah. Yeah. years ago. But, uh, yeah, pickup man. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I would probably say, like, and I, I'm going to go, like, you know, total family. I, I'm, I'm all about family. Yeah. I love my family my, my, my more than anything. And I, I would, you know, most people probably pick, like, a, in my mind, I'm thinking, like, okay, like, kind of go, like, Abraham Lincoln. I'm a history buff, too. Yeah. So, uh, something like that. But um, I would say my great-grandfather. He yeah. died when I was eight. You know, oh, that's... and he was uh, he was a guy who was I was telling you about before the podcast. He was in a, uh, he was in the Army Air Corps in World War Two. Wow. So he blew uh, he, he flew B-2 bombers and uh, he was um, he, I have I still have his, his hat that he wore mm-hmm. while he was flying. And uh, he was just uh, he was a he was tall. He was like six mm-hmm. five, you know, tall, skinny guy. But, you know, he just he was big in history. And right. he taught me I was at a young age. He gave me all these. Mm-hmm. National Geographic books and stuff like that. He has old paper, newspaper clippings, and I still have all this. Right. And he got me into history because he was like, son, he told me when I was a kid, he was like, make sure that you know the history. Read yeah. the, he said, yeah. read these. He says, because the older you get, the history books are going to change. Yeah. All that's going to change down the line, and it's all going to be, they're going to water it down. Yeah. They're not going to want people to know what actually happened right. here. I'll go back and, and, and talk, see my grandfather, man. Spent a whole day, my great grandfather. 
Joe Mitchell. I'd, uh, yeah. I I spent a day with him, man, just 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 as an adult, you know, asking questions that I didn't know to ask when I was a kid. Um, and just just I, I would love to hear his thoughts on society today. Oh, I would love to. I'd love to hear many people oh, of my generation. Yeah, like I mean, some of them are probably rolling over in their graves. But I never thought about it from your perspective as uh, I've always thought about a living person. I never mm-hmm. thought about, you know, me, like, I, I don't know, that'd be, now that you mention it, I'd love to do the same thing with my uh, grandfather because he died when I was, like, I don't know, 11 or 12 or something. Not old enough to really pick his brain or really yeah. talk to him, but yeah. interesting answer, man. It's really cool. Well, is there anything you guys want to share with uh, our viewers before I let y'all off the hook about the show's going to be coming out um, October 3rd, so anything after that? I know you, you guys are going to be with us October 20th, but... um. Anything you want to say to? Cool. Uh, uh, we have a single coming out on October sixth. Yeah, so two, three days after this yeah. podcast comes out, we have a brand new single coming out. It's, so. a, it's a duet. We've never done a duet yeah. before, so yeah. this is new for us. Awesome. We're excited about it. What's yeah, it called? It's called Same Place Twice. Okay. And uh, this is my first time uh, doing a duet. Our first time singing a duet, <clears throat> and it was uh, we we sang this with uh, Amanda Kate Ferris. Okay. So um, she's kind of new to the Texas scene. She's been she's been singing a long time. Um, I met her, so I lived, before I worked in the oil field, uh, I, I was, uh, I lived in Nashville. I tried that whole thing. I moved yeah. up there. Um, she worked at the same restaurant that my, my wife, who was my girlfriend then was working at and they met and she was trying to make it Nashville. Like I was, you know, everybody's right. waiting tables and singing <laughs> at nighttime. Right. And, uh, so she moved to Texas a couple of years ago. She's a beautiful girl, beautiful voice. And, um, she was perfect for this song. So. Uh, song comes out, I guess, three days after this airs on October, October 6th. 6th, and uh, it's called Same Place Twice, and uh, yeah. It'll you guys going to sing it October 20th? Heck yeah, we will. No, awesome. Yeah. Okay, well, you guys, make sure y'all check it out October 6th. Check out their new single, right? Our new single. It'll be out on Spotify, be, Apple. Yeah, like, and it's um, already on radio, so you can call in the next three days. Okay. You can hear it on uh, on your uh, local radio station if you call and request it. Make sure you call K-Star Country over there in, in Conroe. That's, that's one of right. our... Uh, that's Talk to Lisa, Chris, or Dave over there. Yep, that's our official uh, concert station of Concert in the Country. We're going to have the Chad Cook, Chad Cook Band out there headlining Friday night, October 20th. We'll have the cook-off going on. We'll have a Cornell tournament going on. A lot of fun stuff, all raising money for Boost for Troops. Uh, again, thank you, Kevin Poole. Chad Cook for being on the show today. And um, we'll see you guys next time on the Sailor Jimmy Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sailor Jimmy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information or to connect with Jimmy, check us out on the web at sailorjimmy.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash sailorjimmytx, on Instagram at sailorjimmytx, and on TikTok at sailorjimmy. We'll see you next time.